0: Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange Bush Fly and Solo today on a PPR draft on the website drafters. If you want to join in on these kind of drafts, then uh, hit the link in the description. Use code FSE when you sign up and you will get a 50% matchback bonus. If you deposit $10, you'll get 15, so on and so forth. Uh, today I'm drafting from the 10th slot. And um, uh, this is a slot of the draft. I'm not I've not really practiced too much, to be honest. I'm more so uh, comfortable in more so in the middle, six, seven. Area of the draft, as well as at the back half and the, the front half of the round. So we'll see how this goes. Shut the fuck up and hit the intro. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Wow. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. If this is the first time you're checking out one of our videos, make sure you guys go to the bottom, uh, like the video, comment on the video, subscribe, hit the bell uh, icon, and uh, also make sure that you uh, pre-order our draft guides. Definitely going to be worth the $5 or whatever uh, that you're going to pay for it. And also check out the all-in package and all those other things as well. All the details will be on the order form there in the description for you. So uh, as you can see, the first three picks of this draft went pretty chalky. It's the way I have it ranked. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, we'll see what's going on after this. All right. We are just about on the clock, as you can see after I uh, pause the recording there. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Also um, pretty chalky picks there. Since this is a full PPR, I'm considering Devontae Adams because I think he's going to be, I mean, borderline Michael Thomas territory in terms of the amount of targets and receptions that he's going to get. But I think um, running back early has been the strategy we've preached on this channel for a very long time. And I'm probably going to continue to preach it. And I think I'm looking at, um, at Austin Eckler here, but uh, I'm a little, little torn because I think there's also a chance he makes it back to me. So I may, okay. Miles Sanders was picked ahead of me. I don't think I was going to pick him i'm uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Austin Eckler here. I'm gonna really hope that Josh Jacobs or Kenyon Drake or something gets back to me, but Austin Eckler, to me, I've talked about him on numerous numerous occasions. I think his his target volume is what people are worried about, basically with Tyrod coming in, but they what they fail to recognize is that uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, I actually tweeted this out, um, actually targeted his running backs at a higher percentage uh, the previous uh, four years or so when he was the starter in Buffalo. Uh, then Philip Rivers did, and Philip Rivers is not mobile, which is why people assume Tyron. Philip Rivers is going to check down all the time to, to uh, Austin Eckler, but I, I don't. I just don't see it that way. So um, I love uh, Eckler, and as you can see, Jacobs was was taken, as was Kenyon Drake. So I'm kind of in a little bit of a bind here because because this is full PPR. I really don't like Nick Chubb at this value. I think he's more of like an early third round pick in full PPR because I think Kareem Hunt just completely caps his receiving upside, in my opinion. I actually don't hate Aaron Jones here in a full PPR because I think he's going to get a crazy amount of receiving volume. And um, man, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go with Julio Jones because I'm just going to go with the the smart pick here. It's a full PPR. This dude's going to catch a shit ton of passes. The the Falcons offense is just going to chuck the ball all over the yard. So we'll see you guys on the, on the way back after I um, get through some of these uh, picks here. All right. We are back and I will recap the picks that happened since my last time I picked. Um, all right. So I took, uh, where was my last pick? All right. I I picked Julio Jones at the 15 spot. And then we had Nick Chubb, Deandre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes a little early for him. Uh, Aaron Jones. I think I actually like that value in a full PPR, as I mentioned. Um, Then we got Lamar Jackson, George Kittle, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, like that value in a full PPR as well. Uh, Todd Gurley, absolutely not. Amari Cooper, absolutely not. Um, Mike Evans, love that value. David Johnson, yuck. Um, Allen Robinson, great, great value in the third round there. And uh, Leonard Fournette, who I don't really hate at that spot. I think his volume is relatively safe. I'm hoping that Melvin Gordon gets to me here, but did he just get picked? No. Okay. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is who I'm looking at here. I like Mark Ingram. I like Jonathan Taylor. I like DeAndre Swift, but I I have Melvin Gordon ranked ahead of all of them. And it's mainly because this, like I said, this is a full PPR draft and Melvin Gordon has a virtual monopoly on his backfield. I know a lot of people assume that Philip Lindsay is a good pass catcher when in fact, he's just small. He's not actually a good pass catcher. So I think Melvin Gordon is going to get the brunt of the receiving work there as well as probably if, if at bare minimum a 50-50 timeshare on the goal line because they, they gave him nearly a fully guaranteed contract. So they definitely intend on using him. So that is going to be my pick here as the guy before me picked uh, Kenny Galladay, which I, I don't hate that either. Um, this is the tweet I was referring to earlier. I, um, I tweeted this out. In 2016 and 2017, the Bills threw their running backs on 20% of pass plays, uh, which ranked 11th, and 27th, uh, 27% of their pass plays, with rank, which ranked 5th. And the key thing is that Tyrod Taylor was the starter for most of these games. And um, these seasons, uh, the Bills running back target percentage was actually higher than the Chargers. And in 2017 specifically, the Chargers had Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. So you'd think theoretically that um, because Philip Rivers is a check down king and all that stuff, which he definitely was last year, I'm not discrediting the fact that he didn't throw to his running backs a lot last year, but he was for a reason. It's because both of his running backs are incredible pass catchers. And Austin Eckler is the primary pass catcher in that offense. And I expect him to get the majority of receiving work again. And he wasn't just used as a checkdown guy. He split out wide. He split in the slot. He paid over 30% of his snaps from there. I, I love Austin Eckler. If anyone else has any more um, objections to Austin Eckler, then they can feel free to get at me in the comments because I, I think he's just a steal the drafts where he's going now. All right. Uh, okay. So this is about the early fourth round. I'm looking around at running back is something I would like to get another one of just because I picked a receiver early and, um, yeah, the receivers here, they're all, there's a lot of guys that are pretty similar for me, like AJ Brown, Juju Smith Schuster, Devontae Parker, DJ Chark. All these guys are kind of in the same range for me. I know none of them are probably making it back to me in the next round, but I think there's going to be guys like, uh, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, potentially there for me to uh, choose from. So I think, I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift. I think he and uh, he and Jonathan Taylor were basically the the two guys I was deciding between there. Jonathan Taylor, obviously, in the in the Colts backfield, I think whether it's Naheem Hines or Marlon Mack, I think there's no way that Jonathan Taylor receives like a, a brunt of receiving work, and I think DeAndre Swift can definitely take that role over from Carry Johnson if uh, if he proves to be as good as we all think he is. All right, I am nearly back up on the clock here. We're going to go recap the picks that happened behind me. I am on the clock now. And uh, James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, uh, just a huge run of receivers, Ertz, Ingram. Uh, unfortunately for me, just mad receivers went off the board. And then Raheem Mostert, David Montgomery, and then Diggs and Metcalf for the most recent two picks here. So um, right now at this point, I'm kind of caught between a couple guys. I, I think I'm going to go with Julian Edelman. as a, like Maybe people don't assume it's a great best ball pick because – He's kind of like a low upside guy, kind of, he has like that kind of connotation to his name. But I think Edelman in a full PPR league, like he is going to just get peppered with targets. And I think the addition of Cam Newton definitely helps him out a little bit. I think it just makes the offense better in general. So I definitely don't hate getting Julian Edelman. What is this at the end of the fifth round or whatever? I think that's great value for someone who could, who's probably very easily going to finish as a top, I don't know, 15 PPR receiver at, at worst, I think just based on the amount of volume he's going to command. I'm really hoping Jarvis Landry gets back to me with my next pick here because I would like to secure another starting caliber receiver. But if Landry's gone, I might go with Michael Gallup or, or maybe Tyler Boyd or something. Um, yeah, I I, I definitely – I'm definitely a growing on uh, on Michael Gallup quite a bit. I think um, especially in the beginning of the season, maybe that's not so much uh, best ball advice but redraft advice. I think in the beginning of the season, Michael Gallup is going to be the best type of guy to – Uh, to draft in the sixth, seventh round, use in your flex for the first um, three, four, five, six weeks maybe. And then maybe flip him to a guy that uh, um, has like CeeDee Lamb or maybe they have um, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, or even some of the running backs. If you can get J.K. Dobbins or DeAndre Swift or uh, Cam Akers, if any of those guys get off to slow starts, I really think that Gallup is going to be like a top 15 PPR receiver to start the season and he might taper off uh towards the end of the season once CeeDee Lamb comes along and then maybe um uh like Amari Cooper's obviously still there, but like I, I just think maybe Jarwin maybe takes a step forward or, or Tony Pollard and zeke Elliott. I just think that the situation's gonna get crowded eventually. But I do think Gallup is gonna be good at the beginning of the season at least. Ah, Kareem Hunt's a nice pick there. Um All right. uh, At receiver Jarvis Landry's here for me. So I'm going to go ahead and not think twice about it. I think Jarvis Landry, I'm not a fan of Odell Beckham this year, but I am a fan of the Browns offense. And I think Jarvis Landry is basically similar to what I have in Julian Edelman. I think he's just going to be locked and loaded top 15 PPR receiver. And and those two guys are going to be starters for me and I'll load up on more upside guys. Hopefully Marquise Brown or something can get back to me in the next round. Uh, I got a while until my next pick, but um, I, I do think Having two guys like that in my lineup, when I have I have like on my roster right now, I love my running backs Eckler, Gordon, and Swift. I really like those those three guys, Uh, especially with the receiving upside that those guys have. I think I can get some great weeks out of those guys. I'll continue to load up on running back, uh, maybe with one of my next picks or so. But um, like how my team's shaping out so far, for sure. All right, so I'm nearly up on the clock again. We're going to go back and recap the picks that happened after me. So after I took Julian Edelman and Jar- uh, Jarvis Landry, Dak Prescott went off the board, another uh, run of receivers, Sutton, Green, Brown, Gallup, Singletary, uh, Kyler Murray, J.K. Dobbins, who I was kind of hoping got back to me, and um, and then Russell Wilson, Marvin Jones, Damian Williams. Ronald Jones, really mad that he got sniped from me because that's something who I w- uh, someone who I wanted. Uh, coming back. And then, uh, Darius Geis, uh, I think that's Darren Waller, Las Vegas tight end. I'm assuming that's Darren Waller. Uh, Zach Moss, little early for him. Uh Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson. I was looking at both of those guys and they both just got sniped at me, uh, sniped from me. So, I mean, Hunter Henry, that's just a reach in my opinion. So, uh, take a look at the running backs on the board. It's getting kind of ugly to be honest right now. Uh, receiver wise, also getting kind of ugly. Um, all right, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I've talked about the Carolina Panthers offense quite a bit. And I think in best ball, especially like Robbie Anderson is going to be excellent this year. I think the Panthers are going to throw, they threw 626 pass attempts or something like that, 616 or something last year. And um, Robbie Anderson coming in, he has familiarity with Matt Rule. He was actually his coach at Temple. So I think they really have a plan to use him. I think, um, unfortunately for Curtis Samuel truthers, I think this means kind of the end for Curtis Samuel in terms of like potentially becoming an elite fantasy option or whatever. But, um, yeah, Robbie Anderson to best ball. The worst thing about guys like Robbie Anderson is you never know when to start them. And obviously in best ball, ah, oh, damn it. Brandon cooks. I wanted to come back to me anyway. Uh, the worst thing about guys like, um, uh, Robbie Anderson is you never know when to start them. And actually had I saw cooks on the board, I probably would have picked him ahead of Robbie Anderson, but, uh, I guess this is the place you want to be making mistakes, not in your actual draft. So don't do what I just did. And, and, uh, and take Robbie Anderson over Brandon cooks. I highly advise against that a lot of tight ends just went off the board there. So Hayden Hurst got sniped for me, which kind of sucks, but um, let's see, uh, running back. I think I got to get another running back or I'm going to be looking at some gross options. I'm going to go with James white. I know I already have Julian Edelman, but I mean, I virtually have their entire offense locked down with these two guys, James white and Julian Edelman uh, come together are probably going to have like a 45% target share. Like, and I'm not even exaggerating here. I think, Yes, Cam Newton's coming in, and that might change the offense a little bit, and maybe that downgrades someone like James White because he's used to having a, an immobile quarterback and uh, who's used to like throwing him the ball a lot, but it's still the same offense. It's still Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick running the offense. And I think James White's still going to be a primary option in that passing game. Like They really don't have anyone else outside of Julian Edelman and James White, aside from maybe Nikhil Harry if he's able to step up and maybe Mohamed Sanu if he's able to step up. But as far as like the hierarchy of targets goes in that offense, it's Edelman and White at the top and then everyone else behind them. So I think you can't really go wrong in a full PPR picking James White. And again, in best ball, these pass catching guys are a lot like the deep threat receivers like Robbie Anderson in, in that you never really know when they're going to get a lot of targets. Cause it's kind of hard to predict uh, when a pass catching running back is going to just get peppered with targets. Cause James White's going to have games this year where he just gets 10, 11 targets. And you're not really going to know when to start him uh, outside of that, in my opinion. All right, we're back here. Let's go take a look at the picks that happened uh, at, since my last uh, pick. Um, okay, where did we go here? All right. So after I took James White, uh, Jared Cook went, Debo Samuel, a little probably decent value on him. I know he's not going to probably be ready for the start of the season, but if he's going to go in like the late eighth or early ninth round, wherever this is, uh, I don't hate that. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Tevin Coleman was a big target of mine. I'm kind of mad. He went Keyshawn Vaughn, on Johnson, Jordan Howard. I think that's decent value there. Uh, Carson Wines, Christian Kirk, not bad value. Tariq Cohen, same thing. Emmanuel Sanders, Darius Slayton was someone I hoped who got back to me, did not, unfortunately. Uh, Marlon Mack, I don't hate that value either. McCole Hardman, also someone I wanted to come back to me, but did not. Anthony Miller, another target of mine. Matt Breida, another target of mine. Uh, Philip Lindsay, yeah, okay, at this point in the draft, I'm cool with it. Um, I, I, I'm looking probably at, at uh, John U. Smith here because if I don't get a tight end, I might be stuck starting fucking uh, TJ Hawkinson or some shit. So I, I'm really hoping this guy does not take John U. Smith. Okay, he did not. So I'm going to quickly look at the running backs here. I don't think, yeah, I like some of these guys, but I need a tight end quite bad. So I'm going to take uh, John U. Smith here. I'm hoping I can get probably another receiver, maybe another running back um, with my next pick. What are the quarterbacks looking like? Oh, Josh Allen's still on the board, which is kind of intriguing considering it's like what the uh, end of the 10th round here or something. So uh, early 11th round, maybe even, I don't even know, but it um, does. I I really like the value of Josh Allen here. If he gets to me, I might pick him to be honest, because I think he's the last him and Brady are like, to me, the last of that, like, every week starter tier of quarterbacks uh towards the back end of that but oh this guy picked sean jackson that's not a terrible pick either um jerry judy's intriguing as well uh same with john ross um someone take henry ruggs already oh no he's still there someone took cd lamb though um all right what are the other tight ends looking like should i double up a tight end no i'm not gonna do that uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with Josh Allen if he's there. I think, I think that's great value on him. And if he's not there, I'm probably going to go with, um, these running backs are not good. I don't like the running backs at this point in the draft. I might go with Chase Edmonds, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with Josh Allen if he's there. If not, I'll I'll probably take like someone like John Ross or something who can give me some, uh, some boom weeks. Uh, going forward, maybe even Sterling Shepard because I think he's going to be pretty consistent. Also, oh, I got sniped on Josh Allen. Are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, as I mentioned, I think I think Brady's the last of this. T- no, I'm not going to take a quarterback here. I, if, if Josh Allen's gone, I'm going to. There's so many good quarterbacks left. I'm not going to go for that. Um, I'm going to take I'm going to take Jerry Judy here because I think he he has a great opportunity. As I've mentioned with um, with the addition of Pat Shermer, I definitely could see Jerry Judy filling that uh, 2017 Adam Thielen role where he just plays like 60% of his snaps out of the slot and he just becomes like a favorite target of Drew Locks just because Jerry Judy, if you didn't watch Alabama in college, is just always open. The entire offense was was designed around him and Devontae Smith getting the ball and then making yards after the catch. And, and guys like Ruggs and Waddle were more so uh, just really used as, as deep threats and gadget players when they, sh- in fact, were probably good enough to be number one receivers. But, I mean, Jerry Judy is just incredible. Like his route running, if you've never seen his never seen his workout videos dude's twitchy as shit. Like he he'll, he'll break off of any corner in this, in this league. I'm very confident. He's going to be a great NFL wide receiver. He's been a great receiver in college since he was a freshman. So no worries about Jerry Judy stepping in and contributing his rookie year. I, I know we don't want to bet on rookie receivers all the time, but I think Jerry Judy is, is one of the best rookie receiver prospects I've ever seen. So I, I definitely am okay with betting on him in the, I guess, early 11th round here. All right, we're back here. I'm going to go over the picks that happened since my last one there. Um, so I picked uh, John Smith and Jerry Judy after that. Uh, John Brown, Austin Hooper, yuck. Uh, Sony Michelle was kind of – I was hoping he would get back to me, but I didn't think he was going to. Uh, Jameson Crowder, Alexander Madison, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan went. And also Drew Brees, which is a big tier of quarterbacks for me, which is kind of unfortunate. So I'll probably wait again on the quarterback position. Josh Kelly, Tony Pollard, yeah, upside plays, I guess. Uh, Curtis Samuel I'm not the biggest fan of but I guess he could have some big blow-up games Um, Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford sure Uh, Sterling Shepard another target of mine but I I think I almost have to go running back here because there's like it is really thinning out for me and I'm really hoping Chase Edmonds does not get picked in front of my pick here I'd be really shocked if he he lasts to me but I'll take the value all day if he is there Um, as I mentioned the quarterback position is still quite deep here I, I still like quite a few of these guys And, um, I don't hate the idea of taking three quarterbacks because I waited so long on quarterback and there's 20 rounds in this draft. And basically when you go early at one position, you probably want to fade, uh, going a a lot of depth at that position. So I went, I went quite early on running backs. So I I do need some depth, but, um, I definitely can get away with it as opposed to if I, if I had went receiver early or whatever so cam newton and daryl henderson went off there i wasn't really interested in either of those guys so i'm definitely happy to see that hopefully this guy does not take uh chase edmonds but if he does i think i might get mike a here if he does that and then i don't really have to worry about tight end in my opinion for the rest of the draft really okay he took daniel jones so i'm going to take chase edmonds here because i feel like he's a big tier break after this in terms of the running back position because like A lot of these guys here, Jamal Williams, Duke Johnson, like Devontae Freeman, Royce Freeman, like all these guys are just kind of jags to me in terms of um, fantasy and in terms of their upside. I just don't really see a lot of upside with any of those guys. So I might even take another running back here just so I don't have to take another one for the rest of the draft. And Boston Scott's kind of who I'm eyeing here. Um... But I don't know. Mike Gesicki is really intriguing to me if he makes it there again because then I I have John. If I have Johnu Smith and Mike Gesicki, I probably only I maybe you'll take another tight end at the end of the draft like a, I don't know like a friggin' Ian Thomas or something. But in terms of uh, tight end, those those two tight ends I think should one of them should break out for sure if not both of them. So I definitely don't mind that uh, as a, a tight end stack. Uh, okay, so Justin Jefferson, I don't hate that at this point in the draft. Same with uh, with Duke Johnson. I mean. I, I don't really believe in David Johnson this year, but the reason I don't believe in David Johnson is because the Texans were among the league worst at throwing to the running backs uh, in terms of a percentage, which makes sense because Watson's just a crazy good athlete and he doesn't really need to check it down. But um, I don't hate Duke Johnson because I think he's going to have some decent games. Uh, okay. Quarterback wise. Yeah, yeah. I like some of these guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to grab a quarterback. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Baker Mayfield here. Um, I'm a little higher on Baker Mayfield than some people. Uh, I think he's going to be really efficient. I'm not sure if he's going to have the volume that maybe we hope he has, because I think Stefanski is going to uh, do Stefanski things. I think he's going to run a 12 personnel offense, make it super easy on the quarterback. He's got two great running backs that he can use um, in that backfield between, uh, between Chubb and Hunt. So I think Mayfield's in for a bit of a bounce back in terms of uh, efficiency standpoint. Speaking of efficiency, I think Jared Goff is also in, in for a bounce back in terms of efficiency. So, I I don't mind those two guys, especially when you can wait this long on quarterback and I'll I'll probably get like maybe a Joe Burrow or a Teddy Bridgewater or something like that as my second quarterback. And then maybe even add a Derek Carr or something uh, or a Minshew or something like that, because I I, I do really love like waiting on quarterbacks the way to go. I think we've preached it quite a bit. A lot of channels preach it as well. It's because the quarterback position is so deep, especially in best ball when you don't even have to choose who to start. It's, It's very easy to get, if you draft two or three of these late round guys to piece together like a very good quarterback season, there goes Mike Gusecki. That's unfortunate, but yeah, you can definitely piece together a great quarterbacks uh, uh, roster with, with three guys in a best ball draft for sure. All right. So at this point in the draft, I cannot believe Henry Ruggs is still on the board. So I really hope that he gets to me with my next pick, because I think that's just an absolute steal. I'll go back over the picks that happened after I picked Baker Mayfield. Uh, As I mentioned, where am I going here? All right, so all right, so Jamal Williams went off the board, meh. Uh, Jared Goff, as I mentioned, Jalen Rager, who's in definitely a good uh, opportunity spot to blow up this year for sure. Um, and then after Jalen Rager went, uh, well, else? we're we losing my spot here. Okay, Mike Gesicki went off the board, which is kind of unfortunate. Antonio Gibson, Alshon Jeffrey, Boston Scott. Rashad Perriman was definitely a target of mine, a little pissed that he went off the board. A run of quarterbacks that I was definitely targeting, Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Burrow. Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, and then a bunch of tight ends went off the board. I didn't realize Gronk was still there. I definitely might've picked him um, before. Uh, In terms of tight ends on the board right now, I'm getting a little nervous at the tight end position, but I I have to pick Henry Ruggs here. I think it's just too big of a value at this point in the draft. So I'm going to go with him. And then I might be taking another quarterback here since quarterback is uh, thinning out and people are taking even more. I really hope Gardner Minshew or Drew Locke is here for me because if they're not, I'm going to be kind of fucked over. Oh, there goes Gardner Minshew. Please do not take Drew Locker. I'm going to be kind of screwed. Um, All right. So yeah, I definitely need a quarterback here because this is getting pretty ugly. And uh, is that Antonio Brown? (laughs) The the guy just stuck. That's not a terrible pick. I don't even actually hate that. Uh, Please, Drew Lock. Please, Drew Lock. If it's not Drew Lock, I'm going to have to take freaking Derek Carr here. So I might be a little bit fucked over if I am put into that predicament. But Okay. Okay. So we got Drew Locke here. That's, that's definitely good. So I got Drew Locke and Baker Mayfield as my quarterbacks. I think those are two pretty solid guys. I might, if Derek Carr is there next round, I might look to take him as well just to make sure that I have good quarterback play because I mean, Drew Locke is is still a question mark as is Baker Mayfield. So I definitely want some kind of safe option like Derek Carr, even maybe Kirk Cousins or um, an upside play like Tua or, or even Phillip Rivers with his, the volume that he might see in that passing game. Yeah, as far as tight end goes, I mean, all these guys are like, if I can get two more of these guys to to fill out my roster, I don't hate that. But I, I don't really think there's any guys really that stand out to me right now. Jack Doyle, from a volume perspective, might, might outperform some of these guys. But the rest of them, I mean, they're all kind of just hopefuls. Irv Smith, OJ Howard, like David Njoku, like all these guys, Eric Ebron, they're just kind of Jay Sternberger. All of them are just kind of upside plays only, like none of them are really guaranteed anything. So I think between those guys, I think there are going to be a couple more that I, I still like at the end of the draft, especially considering how heavy some of these guys in this draft went on tight ends. There shouldn't be too many more going off the board um, after this, because I think most of the teams have probably two or three tight ends already. So I'll definitely just be probably waiting on tight end uh, to get the rest of uh, the last two that I'm probably going to draft. All right, so we're back here. Um, quite a few people got picked <laughs> uh, from ahead of me here. Um quite surprisingly actually a lot more quarterbacks and tight ends were off the board. After I picked Drew Locke, Randall Cobb, Rashad Penny, Sammy Watkins, Golden Tate, a lot of these like receive the receivers in this range there, the Iukes and the um, Pittmans and John Ross, those were guys I was definitely looking to target. And then like Ian Thomas and and Irv Smith going off the board, plus Derek Carr and Phillip Rivers hurt me a little bit. Uh, There goes Kenny Stills. I'm looking at, I, I think I'm looking at taking another quarterback here because I do actually, I actually don't mind Sam Darnold. So, I am going to pick uh, Sammy D here. And then I'm probably going to need to pick a tight end or a running back with my next pick because it's getting pretty thin at both of those positions. Uh, running back wise, I'm probably looking at someone like Carlos Hyde because I've mentioned this a couple of times. I'm not a big Chris Carson believer this year. I think uh, the hip injury plus Penny not being there, like I think the backfield is actually like quite wide open, to be honest. And Carlos Hyde has shown the ability to stay on the field for one, which Chris Carson and Rashad Penny have not shown the ability to do. And he's also been moderately effective when he's on the field. So I, I really don't mind getting Carlos Hyde as like my sixth or seventh running back in these best ball drafts, because I mean, what if he, if he hits, he's probably only going to be like an RB two, but from your, your 15th, 16th round pick, I'll take that every day of the week. So, um, definitely don't mind going Carlos Hyde there. And, uh, at tight end wise, I'm like looking at OJ Howard. I I've said this a couple of times also, I think, um, uh, Rob Gronkowski is going to be more so a role player and it's going to be kind of like a 50, 50 timeshare uh, for the um, receptions and targets at tight end, because I think Gronk is going to be more so an end zone uh, red zone threat kind of guy. Um, and Howard is going to be more that move tight end. Maybe they move him into the slot out wide, whatever. Hopefully they do that. I believe they will um, based on the amount of 12 personnel that Bruce Arians says they're going to run. So if Howard's here, I might pick him. Uh, as far as the other tight ends go, there's none of these guys really get me too excited. I mean, like David and Joku, uh, like he's okay. I guess Eric Ebron, Jay Sternberger, Dawson Knox. I think I'm going to get, I'll get probably one of those guys, uh, in the next round or something. So, um, you know what? I'm going to risk it. I'm going to take, uh, no, actually no, I'm going to take Howard now because I think there's a better chance he's off the board than Carlos Hyde is. Cause I don't think people are very high on Carlos Hyde. But I'm probably gonna be wrong Carlos Carl will go in like the next three picks or something. But uh yeah, running back wise, it's looking pretty good disgusting right now. So I'm really gonna to need to to grab another running back, maybe Darrington Evans or Damian Harris, maybe later in this in this round here, because all these other guys are just kind of garbage. So I, I really hope Carlos Side falls to me, or else I might be screwed uh as far as running back depth goes. All right. So after my pick was a lot of guys that I wanted went off the board, to be honest. So uh guys like uh, where am I on it? Uh Okay, so I took Sam Darnold and O.J. Howard. Tua to Tungvalu of went off the board. I wasn't really going to pick another quarterback anyway, but Carlos Hyde went shortly after that, which I'm a little pissed off about. Same goes for James Washington. And uh, uh, Ebron I was targeting at the tight end position um, later, uh, if he could fall to me because I think he's got a solid chance of actually being pretty fantasy relevant this year. Paris Campbell, okay. Damian Harris I was looking to target for sure. Same goes for Darrington Evans, Denzel Mims, and Alan Lazard. So I mean, a lot of those guys just got sniped for me, and the running back position is looking mighty gross right now. So, oof, I don't even, I don't even know if there's a guy worth picking here, to be honest. Oh, like this is disgusting. I might like Chris Thompson's actually the like the best option on the board right now for me, in my opinion. Um, like dude, we got some freaking fullbacks on the board out here. Like it, this is getting really disgusting at the running back position. So I think I'm if. Uh, If uh, Chris Thompson or Justice Hill is there, I'm probably going to pick one of them two guys because there is like really nothing else left there. There's still plenty of like decent receivers left. So I'm not really worried about getting another receiver for a bit because I do think there's going to be two or three guys that have like four or five big blow up games that'll, they'll help me out in this best ball format. As I mentioned, you don't have to choose who to start or sit in this. So it's not really a big deal to have guys like, I don't know, like, who we got down here? Like having a guy like Devin Funches, like Devin Funches is going to have some big games. Like he's a big red zone threat in green Bay, which is a good offense. So I could see him having a couple big games. Same goes for guys like T Higgins and Andy Isabella and, and Chris Conley, even like some of these guys are just going to have big games. So I, I'm totally cool with picking guys like this at the end of your draft. Don't, don't shoot for pure upside is my advice in, in, fan, uh, in best ball, shoot for guys that are just going to have a couple good games because that's really all you need from them. In a best ball league, uh, it's much more likely you're going to hit on guys like that than you are hitting on a handcuff running back or something. If you're in like a huge tournament, maybe then you go after those guys. But in regular best ball drafts, you're better off just going for solid contributors at the end of your draft. Uh, okay, so Dawson Knox went off the board, which kind of sucks ass. But um, who we got on the board here? Tight end is looking, is kind of looking gross also. I'm going to go with Jay Sternberger because he is the last tight end there that I actually feel comfortable having as my third tight end. So I'm going to pick him. And uh, then I'm going to hope to fill out, I guess, the rest of my depth on my roster. My running backs, like I kind of just ignored them there. But, I mean, I got another pick and a few picks here. So hopefully I can get a um, a Justice Hill or a, even like a Benny Snell or, or Chris Thompson, as I mentioned, as To fill out some of my running back depth. Okay. Russell Gage is a great target of mine that I'm kind of pissed off he went this early. Usually he goes like in the last round of fantasy drafts on, uh, on drafters. Uh, as I mentioned previously, make sure you guys, uh, check out the code in the uh, description if you want to, uh, draft here on every Tuesday. We're going to be doing a drafters, uh, best ball draft. So you guys can get in these and maybe take less time on the clock so I don't have to pause in between (laughs) each pick. Um, Either way, it's a super fun website, and uh, as I mentioned, if you use code FSE, then you get a 50% deposit bonus when you register. If you down, if you put $10 down, you get $15 to play with, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, also, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification, and uh, check out the uh, draft guide pre-order form. All the features for each of the three packages that we are offering are listed on there. A um, lot of value packed into not a lot of money. So um, we're not expecting to make a crap ton of money off this draft guide. We're just more so looking to build a community, build an audience, and then uh, going into the season and next year and all that stuff, when we have a bigger audience, maybe we'll bring on some more people. We're able to offer more uh, features in our draft guide, all that kind of good stuff there. All right. So more tight ends went off the board here as did DD uh, Westbrook. I wasn't really interested in, but uh, running back wise, I think I have to get a running back here because I'm like, the running backs are getting disgusting here. So I'm going to pick Chris Thompson um, the Jaguars uh, brought in Jay Gruden as their offensive coordinator. And if there's anything we know about Jay Gruden that we know that he loves Chris Thompson. And if there's anything we know about Leonard Fournette, we know he is the most inefficient pass catching running back in probably the entire NFL. When you get hundred targets like Leonard Fournette got last year and you're not good at all with them and you're like barely a top like eight running back or whatever, you, you're just not a good pass catcher. And, and everyone wants to talk about touchdown regression for Leonard Fournette. It's like, well, if you're actually a good player, you find ways to get into the end zone, especially when you're getting Uh, that many targets in the passing game which should lend to more big plays Uh, usually when you uh, a running back target is worth more than a carry because you're just more likely to break a big play on a running back target especially for someone like Leonard Fournette who's so big when he gets out into the open field he's just hard to bring down but that wasn't the case last year He only had three touchdowns like um, Chris Thompson to me is going to fill that that third down role they're going to keep Leonard Fournette as the banger the grinder like what he's good at and Uh, use Chris Thompson in the passing game. So in a full PPR league at the end of your best ball drafts, if you're really hurting for running back depth, like I am right now, I don't, I really don't hate that pick at all. All right, we're back here. And a lot of guys are off the board that I was looking at, especially justice Hill, Steven Sims, guys like that. Um, The running back position is just, just brutal right now. I don't even think I'm going to bother taking another running back because I just think the receivers on the board still are, are still just much better. And I mean, it's only, you only start two running backs anyway and you start three receivers and there's flex spots and stuff like that. So I'd rather be deeper at that position. Um, especially considering I got two like really high end guys at the running back position that I really, that I really trust this year. So Andy Isabella is a target of mine here. Uh, Chris Conley, Albert Wilson, all these guys, um, I'm definitely targeting with this pick. Okay. There goes Taylor Gabriel. Um, okay. Yeah. So as far as the board is concerned right now, I think I'm looking at Chris Conley uh, highest. I I've mentioned how, um, how much I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to throw this year. And I mean, DJ Chark can't do everything like uh, LaVisca Chenault and Chris Conley are definitely going to be involved. The question is how much I'm going to go. I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to err on the side of caution. And I think LaVisca Chenault's already off the board anyway, but, Chris Conley is the veteran there and he's, he's super explosive. He can get downfield. He can run after the catch. So I'm going to just trust him for a couple big plays. Maybe he can slide into my flex spot certain weeks, depending on how he performed. And I'm going to go probably with him unless this guy snipes him right in front of me. But uh, I definitely don't mind Chris Conley at this point in the draft, especially with the amount of uh, passing attempts that the Jacksonville Jaguars offense is going to have this year. This guy's just going to wait till the end of the clock and get auto picked, obviously. All right. Um, after, after this Conley pick, I'm probably going to take another receiver. If Okay, so he took Andy Isabella. I was just about to say, if Andy Isabella was there, I would have taken him with my next pick, but I'm going to pick Chris Conley here. And uh, how many rounds do I have left? Oh, there's only one round left. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm going to close this out with a, another receiver, probably. Uh, Hopefully Albert Wilson can slide to me here. If not, I might go with someone like Miles Boykin just for a complete upside play in case he kind of DJ sharks it this year and it just becomes like a really good receiver out of nowhere, even though he had kind of a down rookie year. Yeah. The running back, uh, the receiver position is actually even thinning out quite a bit a lot or quite a bit as well. Like Benny Snell is like kind of the best option on the board, which is pretty disgusting to say. I, I can't, I can't pick another receiver uh, quarterback or tight end. So I think I'm going to, I'm just going to pray to God that Albert Wilson or, or Devin Funches falls to me or Miles Boykin here. So uh, I think that's the way I want to close out my draft. None of these other really, uh, none of these other guys really interest me, so. All right, so we're on the clock again here, and I'm going to go with uh, my guy, Albert Wilson. This guy's always due for big blow-up games. He does it every single year. Hopefully, he can stay healthy this year, because if he can, he's actually like a borderline like flex asset when he's in the lineup for the Dolphins. So I'm going to go with Albert Wilson here, and then that's going to close it out for us. I'll uh, quickly go over my roster on the side here. So at, uh, at quarterback, we, we waited quite a bit. We got a bunch of young quarterbacks here. Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, and Sam Darnold. I think between those three guys, this is a single quarterback uh, scoring format. So I don't have to worry about filling two quarterback spots with those guys. But between those three guys, I think I can get a good week out of them um, uh, kind of every week. Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Swift, James White, Chase Edmonds, and Chris Thompson. Kind of tapers off depth wise at the end there, but I think my my top guys are are stable enough and strong enough. And if Swift uh, especially um, breaks out and becomes like a uh, like an RB one type like running back this year, I think I'm going to be definitely fine at running back. As far as receivers go, uh, I went Julio Jones is just a stud. Julian Edelman, uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, a lot of just safe PPR guys there. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Chris Conley, Albert Wilson. Those guys are just all upside pretty much after that. And then at tight end, we're a little thin here, but uh, Jonu Smith, OJ Howard, and Jay Sternberger. I might, my, I kind of have got to be betting on um, on Jonu Smith to break out there, but uh, I do think I can tread water if he doesn't do as well as I think he's going to do. But as I mentioned, I think I think Jonu Smith is going to be like a week in and week out starter at the tight end position this year. So um, that's going to close it out for us, guys. Uh, make sure, you, as I mentioned, you guys like the video, comment, subscribe, uh, hit the bell icon, check out the draft guide order form. Um, join uh, drafters if you haven't already Uh, use our promo code FSE for 50% match match back on your money and um, yeah uh, enjoy your Tuesday Uh, take it easy guys